The Evolve Network is now live at evolvenetwork.tv. Subscribe for meal plans, recipes, cooking shows, and our very own The Magic Pill and The Magic Plant, as well as access to my favourite documentaries. The Evolve Network is also home to our full library of podcasts, with new release podcasts airing first and in full on the channel. You can also watch selected vodcasts in a video format. Meanwhile, enjoy this highlight of our podcast and head over to evolvenetwork.tv for the full Evolve podcast experience. The Evolve with Pete Evans podcast is a conversation about my favorite ingredients for a healthy human experience. We take an informed look at topics that include nutritional and emotional well-being as well as expanded consciousness. I love exploring the topics that are not traditionally taught at school and take a deep dive into them with my special guests. I invite you to sit back and come along for the ride with an open mind and heart and please share with your family and friends as these podcasts may just be the seed from which many things will flourish from. Cheers. We've been using Waters Co. water filters for the last 10 years and I wholeheartedly trust my family's health with them. Waters Co., established 1977, have personal and domestic water filters, which turns your ordinary tap water into great tasting, alkaline, ionized mineral water, which removes up to 99.9% of fluoride, heavy metals, chemicals, and bacteria, so you can love your tap water again. The Bio 1000 is the latest edition of the BMP 1000 model and the culmination of over 40 years of experience and research into water filtration by some of the world's leading scientists. Waters Co. was first to market with natural gravity-fed systems, creating alkaline water way back in 1984, and have continued to lead the market in research and development, setting the benchmark for all other brands to follow. Please go to my webpage, PeteEvans.com, to learn more and to receive your special discount from my link on the products page. You're going to love it. Dave from the X22 Report is a 54-year-old male who has children. He's lived in New York and he was there for 9-11 and the North East blackout. He lost his job in 2008 and was laid off. Since 2008, he's been prepping and his wife, kids and himself try to eat organic and they try to avoid all the chemicals in the food. They make their own bread, food and pizza from scratch and he has a technology background and has worked for large financial institutions. His main job was securing the systems from viruses and hackers and maintaining the trading systems so the money flowed from system to system. He has tried talking to friends and relatives about what was going on, but every time he talked about the government, the FED, or the Fed, and the economic collapse, they looked at him like he was crazy. He decided to start a website and broadcast to the world what was going on. He didn't really think that anyone would really listen to what he was saying. When he started, it was just a way to get the word out and get it off his chest. He realized as the cost of everything continually increases, it is getting harder and harder to live the life of his parents and grandparents. And he realized if we all don't do something, our children will not have the opportunities and freedoms the way the founding fathers envisioned. To find out more about Dave, please visit the x22report.com. That's x22report.com. Dave, thank you so much for joining us. How are you, brother? Good, good. Thanks for having me on. First time. 
It is the first time. And what I'm really interested about is everything. <laughs> you, how long have you been doing this report for, mate? Because you're very, very good at it. I've been doing this for seven years. And this was before anyone even knew about any of this stuff. I was reporting on it. And actually, going back to the beginning, the whole reason I started was just because, my first of all, my wife didn't want to hear it anymore. Secondly, I just wanted to get it off my chest because I was laid off from the company I work for back in uh, 2009, 2008 going into 2009. And I saw things changing. I saw things didn't make sense. And I said, okay, not a big deal. But then I waited a couple of years and then I said, okay, now I have to tell people, my family members, my wife and everyone else, they were getting sick and tired of me complaining. So I decided, okay, I'll create a little tiny website. I'll put my MP3 up there. It won't be that big of a deal. I'll talk about 20 minutes a day. And I really didn't think any, you know, I didn't really think about it. And I just put it up every day. And I was very shocked that people found me and people started to listen to me. And it just started to grow bigger and bigger. And then I got into video. And then I learned about YouTube. And I just kept going with it. And uh, here I am seven years later, going on my eighth year now, and I'm still doing it. <laughs> Mate, you have such a, a huge following. Tell us about the numbers that listen to your daily report, just to give us some sort of scope. Um, well, I mean, if you go by YouTube, YouTube, I think probably is the, the most traffic of where people listen to me. Subscribers, I'm about 48,000 people away from a million on a daily basis. The views could be anywhere from 300,000 all the way up to, I had 1.1 million. So you can take your pick. It depends on how YouTube limits my reach because they change the algorithm. They stop the report from going out to different people because it used to be where if you were listening to someone that was similar to me on the right-hand side, you would see similar people. But now when you go and you listen to someone who's does pretty much what I do or is talking about the same subject matter, on the right hand side, they have the mainstream media, CNN, MSNBC, and they have nothing to do with what I'm talking about. Actually, it's the opposite of what I'm talking about. So YouTube, I'd say, is probably the biggest traffic. The next one is probably my website, which is x22report.com. And I got a strike about two or three weeks ago where I wasn't able to upload for a week. And people thought I took a vacation. They thought I was sick. They didn't know what happened. And was, oh, this is a funny story. My father, he's in his mid eighties and, and he listens to me every day. And maybe it was two or three, four days later, he finally called me and said, what, what's going on? You're not doing this anymore? I said, what are you talking about? He goes, every day I check and uh, I don't see your report. And I said, well, I got a strike. He goes, well, why don't you put it up there? I go, well, that's the whole point of a strike on YouTube. You can't post anything. He goes, well, you have to find out a way how to tell people. I go, well, it's difficult because I can go on Twitter. I can go on to other places. But if you only look at YouTube, which he does, no one will ever know. So right now I have a warning. I have a strike on my channel. <laughs> and if I get one more strike, it'll be, I think, two weeks 
where I, I can't upload. Now, again, YouTube and the social media platforms, I mean, I, I, we're seeing censoring all over the place, but they are not very specific on why they censor you. They just give you vague answers. They don't point to exactly why they gave you a strike or a warning, and there's no way to figure it out. And what's very interesting about all of this is that you're allowed to appeal it, but when I appealed the strike, maybe five minutes later, I received an email from YouTube saying it was denied. We reviewed everything, and you are now denied the appeal, which I thought was there's no way they could have reviewed anything because it was I clicked it, and it was no way. maybe five minutes later I received an email. So YouTube does not work that quickly in reviewing your broadcast, your channel, your video. So I think this was an automated response, but that's pretty much that's what I have, and, and this is what I've been doing. And I've been expanding to other platforms just in case something happens or they start to censor a lot of people like today. People don't know this. Like if you had the New York Post article about Joe Biden, the editor of the New York Post came out and he was censored from sending his own paper link out. They wouldn't let him do it. I mean, this is just, yeah, this is just unbelievable what we're seeing right now. It's just, it's craziness. So tell me, X-22, what does it mean? X is for extreme and 22 is my lucky number. <laughs> that's pretty <laughs> much it. Uh, that's, I mean, I got married on the 22nd. I have four children, which is divisible by two. And everything that I do always has to do with the multiple of two. So I use 22 as my lucky number and X was for extreme reporting. Hmm. I love it. Yeah. So what is the intention for you to create this platform? Apart from not pissing off your, your, your family with your, with your, no, but, I mean, the whole reason I was doing this was to get the truth out where the mainstream media was not really telling the whole story. A lot of it was propaganda. And I remember reporting on Biden, Ukraine, because I covered the whole thing back in 2014, 2015. And back in uh, 2014, 2015, when the whole Ukraine, Ukraine thing was going down, I was talking about how Biden, Obama, they were having regime change in Ukraine, how Biden was putting his son on the board of Burisma. And they actually took my entire channel down back then. And then I had people rally around and, you know, write into YouTube and they brought it up. I didn't have strikes. I didn't have anything. They just brought it down. And I was talking about that stuff. And I mean, other people were talking about it, but we were all talking about it all the way back then before it was out even in the mainstream today. And I, I can't believe going back in time and coming to today, how the future is now proving the past, which I find absolutely amazing that everything I was talking about, which sounded outrageous, crazy, is now coming true. And I think we're going to see a lot more of that. But the whole reason for all this was to get the truth out, to counter the mainstream media, mainstream media narrative, to counter the certain corrupt politicians that were in office that were putting out this information. And I just continue to do this. I, I try to look at all the different information, both sides, and try to determine what's real, what's fake. And I feel like my gut has been leading me in certain directions. Of course, I look at the facts and, and other things, but a lot of times I have to look at different sources than 
CNN, MSNBC, and everything else like that. So I, I look at many different things besides the mainstream media. Yes, I still look at them just to see what they're reporting on, to see what they're talking about, so I can go then look at the truth someplace else. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't want to put you in a pickle here, but over okay. the years that you've been doing this, how often have you been wrong? Like, is it, is it a small percentage? Is it, is it zero? Is it, how do you, because you, you mentioned the truth. It's hard to tell because a lot of times I might be saying something like, I'll use the example uh, just with this pandemic. When I looked at the Lancet report that the mainstream media was putting out there as, oh, HCQ is a terrible drug. It will hurt. It will kill you. Actually, I think that's what they said. It will hurt your heart. Hydroxychloroquine. Yes, hydroxychloroquine. Don't do anything. And, and they, re, they were referring to this Lancet report. And I started to read the Lancet report. And I said, well, this is not clinical trials. This is not peer reviewed. This is just a lot of data all mushed together and calculated to, to present an outcome. But when they were in the press poll in the White House, they were using it as it was the Bible. Now, at that point, I was telling everyone that I believe this is fake. This isn't true because the drug's been around for a very long time. I know people that are taking the drug. And when you look at the report, it doesn't make sense. Now, of course, back then, if you listen to the mainstream media, I was wrong. They were right. It took a little while for the truth to come out. And then all of a sudden, they took it down. They retracted it. And because we come to find out there was a fictional writer that wrote it, there were other people that wrote it that were not scientists, and they just put it out there. So if you just go from the present, which just happened now with the Lancet report, it took a while for the truth. If we go back to 2015, when the whole Ukraine thing was happening, I was talking about Biden, I was talking about Burisma, I was talking about all these things. Yes, it was the truth, but compared to the mainstream media, it seemed like they had the truth and I didn't have the truth but as we fast forward to today, it seems like the mainstream media was pushing propaganda and the things I was talking about are now coming true with documentation like emails, recordings, and a lot more that's going to be coming out very, very soon. So is there a percentage I'm right and wrong? Yes, there's not, I don't get it right every single time. I might be off a little bit or my timing might be really bad. But I think for the most part, I tried to basically focus in on what the truth is and, and what is really happening. And it might not be apparent at that moment, but I think later on or maybe years later, it will turn out that it is the truth. So I can't really tell you how many times I've been right or wrong because it's difficult to say. I'm hoping I'm right a lot more uh, than I'm wrong <laughs> because when I look at the facts and I look at what I see, it makes more sense and there are certain things that I'm, that I'm looking at just that don't match up with what the mainstream media is because the mainstream media uses anonymous sources. They don't, if you ever read a, a mainstream media article, they have a great headline. But once you get past the first sentence, it's, it's, it's like gibberish. It's like, I don't even know who wrote this stuff, but it doesn't even make sense. There's no substance to it. There's no facts, there's no links, there's no source, there's nothing to it. and citing an anonymous source is absolutely ridiculous because anybody can be an anonymous source. I mean, how does that back anything up? It, it doesn't. And I like to look at things that have actual links 
and documentation. That's what I'm looking for. And when I do my reports, I try to put that up on the screen if I can find the exact document that I'm looking for. So a percentage right or wrong, I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I'm just going to keep trying to find the truth and focus in on the truth and, and get it out there. And if it takes two years or three years or four years to come out, I'm fine with that. So do you see yourself as a detective? Kind of. I, I kind of try to think logically. I try to think about the two sides of the coin. I try to look at the mainstream media. A lot of people don't look at the mainstream media. I like to look at it because I like to see what they're saying, what they're pointing to, what they're trying to do, and then I like to counter it. I like to look at something completely different, look for the documentation to counter their argument. And most of the time you can find it. Most of the time you can see something completely different than what they're talking about. And you can completely, with facts, show that, no, this can't be true. It's almost like with masks. I mean, they tell us to wear the mask for the pandemic. They tell you this will protect you. But the surgical mask you're wearing, that's not to protect the surgeon when he's operating. That's to protect his bacteria and his spit from getting into the open wound. And when you look at like some of the documentation and some of the clinical trials and peer reviews of the mask, and you actually look at the size of viruses, the how big they are, these masks do not work. I have not, I haven't seen any certification that a bandana, a homemade mask, a shirt, a sock, a surgical mask that's made in China, that this stops a virus at all. Because when you look at the facts of how big bacteria is, how big viruses are, viruses go right through this material with no problem. They don't stop the virus. It's, it's a fact. I mean, it, if, all you have to do is look at the size of the, the particles. So it's, what's very interesting is like the CDC came out and when the forest fires were happening out in California, they told you not to wear the masks during the forest fires because it will not protect you against the smoke. So wait a minute, the same mask that they're telling us to wear to protect us against this deadly virus, it will work with the deadly virus, but not with the smoke. I mean, it, it didn't even make sense. And then we have to look at the particles of the smoke, look at the particles of the virus, and you can see the difference that if it's not gonna work with smoke, then it's definitely not gonna work with the virus. Mm. I've got a tricky question for you here. Another one is a lot of people ask me about Q and I know you talk about it in, in your reports, but you use a different terminology, I believe. Tell me about that because for anybody that's never heard of or doesn't understand what it is, can you define what the Q movement is or QAnon? Well, I, I've changed calling Q, Q, I call it the Patriot Intelligent Insider. The reason for that is because the social media platforms, they were detecting the hashtag QAnon, detecting Q, detecting, and this is how they were bringing Twitter accounts down, Facebook accounts down, Facebook groups down, taking down YouTube channels. So to me, it didn't really matter what it was called, it could be Q, it could be R, it could be Patreon Intelligent Insider, it could be Professor, it could be your teacher. Basically, the way I define this is that this individual or a group of people put out an assignment. The assignment is 
we're going to give you some information and we're going to give you some breadcrumbs and it's your choice if you would like to follow the breadcrumbs, see where it leads to do research. It's almost like you're in school. The teacher says, okay, here's your assignment. This is what I want you to do. I'm going to give you this question, this question, and this question. I want you to find the answers to these questions. So what do you do? You can go on the web. Back in the day, you can use the encyclopedias, but it's a teacher telling you, I need answers to these questions. You have the assignment. You have to fulfill the assignment. This is the way I think of Q. Q is giving an assignment. Q wants you to follow the hints, the questions that's being fed to you. Q wants you to find the truth out of this. Follow the facts, follow the money, follow the documentation. And once you reach the truth, the conclusion with facts, you have your answer. Q, the teacher, doesn't want to give you all the answers. The teacher wants you to think logically, wants you to understand what you're looking at, what you're researching, so you can use this to explain to other people. Because if someone just fed you everything, you haven't learned anything. You haven't learned how to think logically. You haven't learned how to research. You haven't learned how to distinguish between propaganda and facts. You haven't learned how to do any of this. And I think that's what this movement is. I know, I know the mainstream media is making it to seem like it's a cult, like it's a terrorist group, but all it is is a board of information. That's it. It has nothing to do with hate. It has nothing to do with anti-Semitism. It has nothing to do with calling for a revolution. It has nothing to do with any of those things except for let's get to the truth. Let's bring the people together as one and find out who is doing this to us, who is running the show, who is pushing a certain agenda. And from all this research, and I think there's 4,000 plus posts on the board, there's a lot of information there that tells a story. And the story is about the deep state. I know the mainstream media doesn't like to say that, it's a conspiracy. But it's turning out that the mainstream media has been pushing a lot of lot more conspiracies than the truth. Like with Trump, they push Russian collusion for almost three plus years without any facts, without any documentation. And anyone that was countering that argument, they were, con they were considered conspiracy theorists and the mainstream media was considered the truth tellers. But now it's switched because for three plus years, they were telling us that there's this dossier, there was Russian collusion, and now we come to find out that the dossier was never corroborated. The information that they fed us about Don Jr. receiving information in the Trump Tower wasn't true either. We come to find out that Kevin Kleinsmith actually changed the email during the Mueller investigation to get FISA warrants on the Trump administration. So it's starting to seem like the mainstream media was pushing conspiracy theory and all those people that were countering their stories, they are now the truth tellers. So this whole movement of Q or the patron intelligent insider, some people call it the favorite Anon, professor, whatever you want to call it, is just about getting to the truth, period. That is it. Tell me about the word patriot. What does it mean to you? Patriot to me is someone who 
loves their country, stands up for their country, wants to work within the rule of law that follows the laws and basically brings people together. There's, there's, there's a patriot, doesn't matter if you're a Republican, Democrat, what race you are, a patriot loves the country, loves the people in the country, wants to see people get along and will do anything to defend the country. That's my definition of a patriot. Mm. So when we combine those two, the patriot and the Q or the teacher, how does that play out? And again, I'll probably ask you the same question. Have they been wrong in the breadcrumbs that they've put out there? Or is it pretty accurate in your opinion or very accurate? Again, it's hard to tell because it's, it's not an exact timeline with the Q drops and, and the posts and, and the research. And I, I think that was done on purpose. And also they use disinformation because it's not just myself and others reading the board. I mean, there's, if you look at the boards that, and there's different ones which are actually scraper sites that take the information, but one of them that was recently taken down, they had millions of people coming to it almost every day. I mean, that's how many people are looking at it. So it's not just patriots that are looking at the board, it's also the other side that is looking at the board to see what is being said and where, what direction they're going in. So Q, the teacher, doesn't give the information in a, in a way where it, it's on a timeline. So sometimes you need to go back in time to find out what's really happening now. Like if, I'll give you an example. If you go back to when Q first dropped the posts back in 2017, Q talked about the riots, talked about the National Guard, talked about what we're seeing today. So back in the beginning, they were talking about what we're seeing now. So you had to go back to the beginning to find out what's happening in the end. So that is very interesting because how would Q know this? How would Q know there was going to be riots? Actually, Q was also saying that after the election, there's going to be even more riots in the United States. And we're already starting to see this take shape where there are groups going into Lafayette Park. They're camping out until the election period of time. There's also people letting me know that Antifa and others are booking hotel rooms and they're being housed in hotels. So when you look at Q and you look at what Q is saying, some of it's disinformation, some of it is at different times and you have to go and search to find out the exact moment of when this is being done. And a lot of times you'll find this stuff out when it is happening, especially like with the Biden information that's coming out today. Q told us about this a couple of months ago, about Giuliani, about the recordings, the emails, and everything else that's going on today. So a lot of times you have to go back in time to go forward in time, and it's not an exact timeline of information. So how many times has Q been right or wrong? Well, a lot of times Q has been right, and other times we've come to find out that it's disinformation. So I, we call them the deep state, those individuals that are 
not for the country, not for the world, not that they're completely against everything that we're, that, that the patriot is trying to do, where they would like war, they would like control of the system, and they would like to keep everything the way it was. And to find the exact answer of right or wrong with Q, I think is very difficult to do. Mm. I have to admit, I've been looking at that, looking at the page. Uh, like you said, people from other parts of the world, I, I glance at it like I glance at mainstream news as well, like I glance at or digest so much information that is out there. I listen to your report. I, I love your uh, summation of what has just happened. Or, And I've got to say, do you sleep <laughs> at the moment? <laughs> Uh, very rarely. <laughs> no, I, I mean, it's, there's a lot of information and there's a lot of things you need to look at. And, and I don't want people to think that Q is this fortune teller or can see into the future and knows all, sees all. It's really not, that's not what it is. It's, it's about discovering what these individuals have been doing for a very long time. I really hope you enjoyed the first half of this podcast. If you'd like to listen to the rest, please visit evolvenetwork.tv. That's evolvenetwork.tv. We'll see you there. The information, views and opinions expressed in this podcast should not be treated as a substitute for nutritional, medical or other advice by a qualified professional. Guests in this podcast express their own opinions, experiences and conclusions. Nothing in this podcast should be used to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any medical condition. Neither Pete Evans nor any sponsor endorse any views, opinions, or conclusions expressed or shared in this podcast.